0: Today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to ADESIS Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak ADESIS. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not for profit goals and how you can apply the ADESIS methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak ADESIS.
1: Good day, good morning. This is from California. It's 10 o'clock in the morning in California. Wherever you are, I wish you a good Saturday or whatever day it is in your part of the world. If I cough a little bit during this broadcast, I apologize in advance. But I just came back from a surfing trip with my son to Costa Rica. He caught the waves and I caught a cold. So it's a good distribution of responsibilities, I think. We've covered so far a lot of material, and I'm trying to organize this broadcast in a way that every segment can stand on its own, so you don't have to hear other segments in order to understand what I am presenting here. But nevertheless, necessarily so, I'm summarizing previous sessions in order to be able to continue, in order to make it stand-alone segment. However, if you want to know more and deeper about this summary, please go back to the archives of Voice America and look for the segments that interest you to know deeper. And if you want to go even beyond that, much deeper, well, we have my 14, soon 17 books, and videotapes and audio tapes and materials and seminars, so... This is an introduction at best. So, what have we said so far? Let's summarize it again. Change. Change is here to stay. Change has been here forever and will be a little bit longer. I hope a lot longer rather than a little bit longer. And But what happens when there is change? Something new is happening. And that something new we usually call a problem. Why? Because we have to decide what to do about that new phenomena in your, our life. We have to make a decision. And not making a decision is to make a decision not to make a decision. So we are constantly deciding even by default. And then deciding is not good enough. You also have to implement your decision. All of you guys or women who are trying to Go on a diet, deciding to go on a diet is not good enough. You have to actually implement your decision. Otherwise, it was a waste of time to make a decision. And what happened then? Well, how do you make a good decision? That was the next segment. Well, in order to make a good decision, you have to ask yourself what is a good decision? And it makes sense to say that a good decision is a decision that produces the desired results. And what are the desired results? That makes the system, whatever it is that you're managing, to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. And as you can see in this definition, it is free of any industry bias or cultural bias or size... It applies to anything we manage, whether you're managing your personal life, family, business, society, and for those of you who are that potent and believe they can, managing of the planet, anything. You have to make decisions, and you have to be sure that those decisions will make the system you're managing to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. And then instead of sessions, I said, good. How do you do that? How do you make an organization to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run? What kind of decision or decisions will make the organization to be effective and efficient in the short and the long run? And about 47 years ago, as a matter of fact, I discovered, uh, it happened unintentionally, I just discovered it by when I was doing, as a byproduct of a certain research I was doing, that when I was a university professor at the time, I discovered that basically there are four roles that need to be performed in order for the organization to make decisions that, that make the organization effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. It is called, in Russia they call it the DNA of organizations. Other companies call it the vitamins. Uh, I call them roles. The roles of management. You can see that as vitamins. You can see them as a DNA. In other words, if one of the roles is missing, then one of the outcomes will be missing. And it is like a medical diagnostic methodology. I think that the best for us to look at it like vitamins. If you're missing vitamin C, you will have scurvy. Same thing in this methodology. If you're missing the vitamin P, the p role, the organization is not going to be effective. If it's missing the a role, it's not going to be efficient in the short run. If it's missing the e role, it will not be effective in the long run. If it's missing the I-roll, it will not be efficient in the long run. So when you sit down in the company and you diagnose the problems of the company, like a doctor, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, I, I want you to know, I'm oversimplifying to make it understandable, but it's much, much, much deeper than that. But for understanding, I'm simplifying. If you see that the company's sales are going down, or sideways, the company is not getting repetitive sales, it's losing market share. That means the vitamin P is missing. The p role is not being performed. And if you see that the company profitability is very low in comparison to the competition, or what to the industry, the cost of goods sold is too high, administrative costs are too high, profit margins are too low. You say, aha, it's missing vitamin A. It's not as efficient as it could be. And if you see that the company is um, not changing, not improving, not innovating, uh, It is behind its market, still selling whips in Detroit, you know, forgetting that the market has changed. Aha, vitamin E is missing. It's not proactive. It's not adapting to a changing environment. And if you see that the company is vulnerable, that if one of the components does not perform, the totality suffers. Typical of what I call founder's trap. When the founders of the company dies... Or retires, the whole company actually falls apart and there is no good succession planning and the company suffers tremendously up to the point of folding. Aha! It's missing vitamin I. So this gives you an opportunity oversimplified oversimplified is to analyze what is missing in a company, what is causing the diseases, the managerial diseases that the company has. And then if you know how to quote unquote inject the missing role, the missing vitamin, the missing DNA, you can make the you can heal the organization. You can make it to be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. Because when an organization is effective and efficient, both in the short and in the long run, it is actually healthy. It can handle the changing environment. That's extremely important. It can handle a changing environment. It will not get sick because the environment is changing. And that, by the way, is how I caught the cold in Costa Rica. My body was not capable of handling change. Outside, it was very hot. Inside was air conditioning. You go in, out, in, out, in, out. Within a day or two, you get the cold. Why? Because the body is not capable of handling change. When the body is healthy, then change is invigorating. Look at the people in Russia or in Finland. They go to sauna. They get out of the sauna, roll in the snow, back into the sauna. It invigorates them. Some people take a cold shower, hot shower, cold shower, hot shower in the morning. They're totally invigorated. I do that, I get pneumonia. Why? Because my body is weak. So, capability to handle change. If change invigorates you, you you're healthy. If change makes you sick, you're not healthy. I'm making it very simple, but I hope you understand the principle. I, I pride myself that I make complicated things simple, because when they are simple, we understand them. And it's very complicated to make things simple, and it's very simple to make things complicated. One of the reasons I left academia because they make simple things complicated and in the real world you have to make complicated things simple so that you can handle them. But to learn how to inject, quote-unquote, the missing role and to make the organization healthy, we will not be covering it in these lectures, in these presentations. That's a profession. That's a profession. And I encourage you to join the DSS graduate school and learn how to do that. It is a distance learning courses, and eventually you might even get a doctorate in how to heal organizations successfully. We have done it for 40 some years. There are hundreds of people around the world that know how to do that, but it is a subject to be learned. It's not subject that I can just give you a tip and tell you go and fix organizations. But now we're talking about the principles. We got it. We need the four roles. P, A, E, I, in order to make the organization functional, systematic, systematized, proactive, and organic, so that it will be effective and efficient in the short and in the long run. Okay? The next subject we covered in another segment is that those roles are quote-unquote incompatible. What does it mean? If you put more energy into one of them, there will be less energy for the other one because energy is fixed at a point in time. It's like having 100 bucks in your budget. That's all money you have. If you put all the money on P, there will be no money for A, E, and I. And now what happens then? Well, as I said in the last segment, is that this code, P-A-E-I, this DNA, these vitamins, it's really a code. It's, it's an interesting code because in Russia they call me the Mendeleev of management because Mendeleev, if you, if you guys remember your high school chemistry, was a person who discovered all the elements, a table of elements and... Even some elements were not discovered yet, but he said they exist because there is a reason to the mess. There is a reason to the elements in the world. Everything is a, is a structure. <coughs> well, through this PAI, PA this code, this DNA organization, I discovered also what are the elements that construct everything in the organization. And you can use this code to analyze managerial styles, you can analyze organization structures, decision-predictment, decision-making, predict future problems today, know how to prioritize, you know how to do strategies. There is a, honestly, almost an endless use. It's like medicine, it's like chemistry, you can do anything with it. And we are every year at the Institute, the business Institute, we discover new uses. So the first one I covered and we are going to summarize it after the break, is how to use these D- DNA of organizations, this P-A-E-I, to predict and analyze styles of management. So then you know whom to hire, whom you need, how to predict how they work, how to know how to approach them, how to communicate with them, because people are different. Different people are different. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll start dealing with these applications of the PAEI code to managerial styles. Let's take a break.
0: ADESIS Management Methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS Management Methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two-, four-, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings, presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. You are listening to ADESIS Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak ADESIS. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com. Spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program.
1: And the first uh, style we created here archetypes like in psychology in psychology you study abnormal people in order to understand normal people because in abnormal people it is extreme so it's easier to see and the difference between abnormal and normal is that normal people are diluted abnormals so if you understand abnormals you can start understanding normals. Same thing here, to understand managerial styles, I created archetypes, I made it extreme, and nobody is that extreme. If somebody is that extreme, it's not mismanagement style anymore, it's really, (laughs) it's like a therapy rather than managerial consulting. But to understand, I made it that extreme, and then you will be able to understand normal people by just reducing the experience. How extreme it is. And the first extreme, road, no, all of them, is to look at one style being, one role being performed, and the other three roles are not being performed. So is the first archetype: a big P. Everything is the role P. Zero attention to role A, zero attention to role E, and zero attention to role I. All P. How does this manager behave? He or she. Well, how this person became a manager? Well, because they were such a good P. They were the best producers in the company, the best salesman, the best accountant, the best engineer, the best whatever. They were so good. Their performance was so outstanding that they got promoted to managerial position. However, what made them successful before? is what's going to make them not successful now, because what made them successful before is their capability to P, to produce results, performance. But now what is required for management is more than just P, more than just selling. Now you have to manage people that sell. For that you need A, and you need E, and you need I. And this person, for whatever reason, does not have it. And by the way, I told you, there is a reason. And the reason is all really genetic. I would like you to know, it's genetic. It is not how they were raised. It is genetic. It has something to do with hormones, by the way. But I won't get into this. If you want to know more, read my books. But it's fixed. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't try to change their personality, their style. Instead of... (laughs) Oh, gosh, how does it go? Instead of waiting for the, for the rain to pass, learn how to dance in the rain. You are not going to change them. Learn how to work with them. That is what I'm trying to tell you. With any of the stars, learn how to work with a style which is different than yours rather than accuse them why they don't change and work with you. It's not going to work. You have to adapt to them. And they obviously have to adapt to you. It is an adaptation process rather than a changing process. Major, strategic, total change. You're not going to make a fish fly. And you're not going to make a bird become an underwater animal. I mean, everybody has its own strengths and weaknesses. So how does the exclusive P, P P000, whom I call the long ranger, manage? They're a fish. What is a fish? First in, still here. Work around the clock. They're all the time working. Never far away from work. They go on a vacation, they spend most of the time on the telephone or on the BlackBerry or on the iPhone, and they are working. If you remove the work, they get frustrated. That's why they're also called workaholic. They're like an alcoholic. They cannot be far away from that alcohol. How is your desk? Crowded. Always crisis. Too much to do. They will complain. I have too much to do. But when you really... Okay, so clean up their desk. And what's going to happen? They get frustrated. Why? Because they removed all the bottles. So they complain being an alcoholic while they're drinking. They don't delegate. Because they believe they can do it all better than anybody else. So whenever you come to them with a problem, what do they say? Put it on my desk. I will take care of it and then what happens they work very hard 16 hours a day and they say we need help, I cannot work so hard you give them help and what is help doing sitting there waiting for an errand that's why the subordinates of the Long Ranger are called Tantos from the TV series or they're called Ingeniero Ibeme in Mexico which means engineer, go bring me this, go bring me that in Israel they're called Messenger boys, okay? Go force, untrained, undirected, unprepared. They just go and do errands for this long ranger. In many companies, they're called assistant to the president. What the heck are you doing there long? Assisting whatever he needs me to do. So that lone ranger is working extremely hard while the rest of them are sitting and waiting for an error to do, do it, come back, say done, and wait for the next error. This is called a workaholic. It's also called the firefighter. They run from one fire to the other. And the style of management is, should first ask questions later. I don't have time to think now, okay? We'll think about it later. Now let's get it done. Get up and do it. Do it. That's what's important. Do it. It's a peak culture. Peak style. They hate meetings. Meetings are a waste of time. We're sitting there and talking and talking and talking. It's very simple. Should first ask questions later. This is a style that's black and white. They don't understand gray. It's either yes or no. There is no maybe. Yes or no. Where are we going? Done. What, how does it go? Uh, Lead, follow, or get out of the way. It's another P expression. See? I assume you know this style. I hope you know this. I don't have to hope. You probably know people that are this style. Then we also cover the next style, the A style. Exclusive A. If the exclusive P is worried about What to do? Never mind how. Never mind how, just do it. The exclusive A is only worried about how. When does he come to work or she? On time. When do they leave? On time. When do the subordinates come to work? On time. When do they leave? On time. What are they doing in the meantime? It's not as important. The important is that they came on time and they left on time. Everything is under control. They manage by the book. typical disease of this style, I called bureaucrat, is manualities. They have manuals for everything. everything under control. everything has to be reported. What do they do in their free time? What does the P do in his free time? He goes and does something. he has to do. he has to do, he has to be busy, he has to do. What does the A do? in their free time? Since they're managed by the book, what are they doing in the free time? Writing the book. They look for new things that they can establish another policy, another rule, another standard operating procedure. So, oh my God. They suffocate the company. They run a very well-controlled disaster. The company is going broke, but on time. But on time. They would rather be precisely wrong than approximately right. They will give you a budget to the last sentence sent in the wrong direction because their attention is to control. And what is the next style? The next style is an exclusive E, entrepreneurial style. No P, no A, no I. Only E. What kind of a style is this? Well, they're always looking at their long-term effectiveness. What does it mean? They're very creative. They have new ideas every 20 seconds. The most dangerous days in the company, managed by an exclusive E, usually founder of a company or an you know, innovator, a great genius, The most dangerous days of the week is Monday morning. Why? What happens on Monday morning? Oh, my God. New ideas, new possibilities, new priorities. Everything is exciting. Why? Because they had time during the weekend to dream. They're also very dangerous when they come back from vacation or when they come back from a trip, which was on a plane for longer than three hours. Because what happened during these three hours on a plane? They have ideas and ideas and ideas and ideas and they have a long list. So when they come to work, everybody says, oh my God, here he comes. Now what? What now, you know? What now does he have? What are the new ideas that he has? And when does this person, he or she, come to work? Who knows? Now please pay attention to this variable. The long ranger is first in, last out. The bureaucrat is on time in, on time out. This next one, the exclusive E, whom I call the arsonist, likes to start fires. If the P is a firefighter, the E is the arsonist. If the P gets ulcers from working so hard and worrying, E is one that gives the ulcers to the people by giving them too much to do and burning them out. So when does the arsonist come to work? Who knows? Sometimes he's the first, sometimes he's the last. Sometimes he doesn't show up at work at all. And what about, when does he leave? Nobody knows either. How about the subordinates? Oh, they should be there before he comes to work because when he comes to work and they're not there, he gets all upset. He, doesn't, he wants loyalty. How come you're not at work? Where were you? And when do they leave? Right after him. I've seen vice presidents sit in their offices, watching the nails grow. Nothing to do, but they're afraid of going home because he might call a meeting. I won't mention the name of the company, but you all know this guy. He used to have an office that his window overlooks the open garage, which was on 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 the roof of a building. And they knew whatever is in the office is watching who already left the office. So people used to, at the end of the day, take a taxi and go home and leave the car because they were afraid he will see that they're leaving. And why they're afraid to leave? Because he might call a meeting. He has meetings, but nobody knows when. The P has no meetings. He hates meetings. The A has, the a has meetings Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to 12, we, agenda. The E, we don't know when there is a meeting. And all at once he says, meeting, everybody come, we have a good idea, or it just came from a trip. Meeting, he has ideas. Who does all the talking in a meeting? He does. He's full with ideas. And what are the subordinates doing? This reminds me of a joke about Italians, and I hope it's not too offensive. I don't think it is. Italians are known for their music, as lovers, for their food, but not for their military accomplishments. Very small book written, Italian military accomplishments. And in the First World War, they're in the trenches ready to attack, and out of the trenches comes the commander in a beautiful blue uniform, red sash, all the decorations, head and feathers, pulls his harbor and shouts, Avanti! And the soldiers start clapping hands and saying, Bravo! But nobody gets out of the trenches. Same thing here with the He comes from a trip. I have these ideas. We need to do this. These are the opportunities, you know. The world is waiting for us. They are so... And what is the subordinates doing? Quietly clapping hands under the table. Why? Because he's going to change his mind. This is another idea. So these ideas are pretty bad ideas. Are going to burn the company down? Why is it going to burn the company down? Why are ideas could be dangerous? After the break, let's take a break.
0: Learn about applying the Adesis methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit ADESIS.com. Join the Adhesis Graduate School for online masters and PhD programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adhesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adhesis theory and spiral dynamics an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to school.org. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, 472 5790 or send an email to Yolanda at com. spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program.
1: It is to to you need ideas, but to have too many ideas, too much innovation can be very dangerous. And by the way, I'm telling you something which is the philosophy of the street philosophy of the people. In the old Spanish, 15th century Spanish, it is, todo que es demasiado no vale. Everything that is too much is no good. You eat too many strawberries, you will get sick. Anything that is too much is no good. You love too much. You know what's happening? You're suffocating the other party. Everything has to be and, you know, at, 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 at a measure. It has to be measured. So I think too many ideas, too much innovation can be dangerous to the health of the company. Why? Because a company is like an axle. Big wheel, small wheel, a very small wheel. When the big wheel, quote unquote, that's what we call the manager, the top, the top dog is called the the big wheel. When the big wheel makes one circle, how many circles have the small wheels to make? Maybe 20 of them. Now, if the big wheel changes direction in mid-course, let's go, no, let's go the other direction. No, 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 let's do this direction, that direction, this direction, back and forth. What's happening to the small wheels? Forward, back, and what's going to happen? The axle is going to break. So what happens? The big wheel makes a turn and the people say, bravo. Because they cannot follow. There is no way they can change so much direction. Because the big E does not say, stop doing that, start doing something else. He forgot what he already gave them to do. Says, guys, I have a new idea, let's go for that. It is on the top of what he already gave them. And now they have to change direction. And by the way, usually is have a very bad memory. You know why? Because they're all the time free for new ideas. Their mind is all the time open. They're very flexible. So they negate all ideas with new ideas. They confuse the hell out of the company. So you see, being a genius can be dangerous for a company. As a consultant, whenever I come across a genius, I say, oh God, We are having a problem here. Unless somebody can control this genius, he's going to burn the company down. That's why so many genius innovators actually go broke. They don't understand the repercussions of their decisions. You know, in the book, The Seven Errors, they talk about American Indians. And the behavior of the tribe, and I came across something very interesting. When a kid was of a certain age to join the tribe as an adult, they had a ritual at the end of the ritual they will call him, give him a name. he finally will get a name. And the name was of an animal and that animal really reflected or represented this, this, the, the personality. The style of that person, and there were four animals. You could be a field rat, a rat from the field. You could be a, 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 a eagle, or you could be a buffalo, or you could be a fish. Now look at this, very interesting. What? How does a rat behave? a little a little red from the field constantly running and, and picking up and bringing into the hole and accumulating it does not see further than its own whiskers constantly working constantly working constantly working who is that that's a pea and what is a eagle up in the sky majestic she's far to the horizon With one move of the wings, it can change position. But the feet are not on the ground. And for the eagle to make a move from left to right, it's one move of the wings. Doing the same distance on the ground, up and down boulders and canyons and hills. That's a big job. The eagle does not see it from up there. The higher it is, the less it sees. The details of the repercussions of his movements. That's why the people say, you don't understand what you want. They don't have a good measurement of time. They will tell you, come on, you can do that. I mean, what the hell is the problem with you? You can do it in a week. You know how long it takes? Six months. It's called the coefficient and error. My error, and I'm a biggie, by the way. Is six. If I tell somebody, come on, you can do it in a month. I know that I'm wrong. It probably takes six months. If it takes, somebody take a year, probably takes six years. It take, in an hour, it will take six hours. I'm about, I have an error of six. The bigger is your E, the bigger is your error. Why? Because you're higher in the sky. And for you to move in the sky, it's a much easier to move on the ground. And E is like excitement. They like excitement. They like people, if you... If an E asks you, how are you doing? the cook you your response is to be totally different, depending who is asking you. If the P is asking you, how are you doing? Which, by the way, I have no time to ask. But if they happen to ask you, you should say, I'm working very hard. I ah, boy, let me tell you. We are getting there. The results are there. Ah, very good. Good, 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 good. If it's an A, you ask you, how are you doing? You should say, everything is under control. Totally different response. If an E asks you how are you doing, you should say, I'm burning out. I'm falling apart. I have not seen my family for weeks. I am dying on the job. And what is he going to say? Good, 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 good. Keep going. Because if you say, fine, I have everything under control, no problem. He's not going to like it. He's going to find something for you to do so that you jump out of your skin. That's why I call him an arsonist. He needs a fire. He needs to see people jumping through the windows. You know, sirens, ambulances. And he says, you see what they did? Look who did it. Oh, I'm doing it. Everything is moving. There is a lot of excitement here. That's an arsonist. That's an exclusive E style. Now, please realize what's happening here. We need every role but if you do only that role, is no good. It's like medicine. Medicine is a toxic substance. It can kill you, it can heal you. Depends how much of it do you take and in what combination do you take. Same thing here. Are you following me? And who works for the E, for the arsonist? Pay attention. You will know who the manager is by the style of their subordinates. Who works for the P, for the long ranger? Tantos. Come to work, wait for assignment to do, go do it and don't ask questions. They just do it. Whatever needs to be done. Who works for the bureaucrat? Office clerks. By the way, they could be called vice presidents. Don't worry about the rank. That's not what the issue is. The style is of an office clerk. They come on time, live on time, and don't make waves. And who works for a narcissist? They're called clucks. Cluck is a French word, and it is a name given to people that are pay, paid to go to the opening opening night of the opera, and they're paid to start an applause, so that the critics will say, "Oh, wow, this was you know there was a big applause." They get paid to have an applause. Now they, they don't really mean it. After the opera, they go outside and say, oh my god, it was a disaster. But they got paid to put an applause. So they, arsonists like people that clap hands, that admire their ego. They like admirers. Or if you don't get upset for me being vulgar, but they like people that kiss their ass. Let's put it that way. That flatter them. They don't like to be criticized. If you want to be in trouble with an arsonist, disagree with them in public. Ooh, they don't like that. If you want to disagree with them, you have to do it in person, quietly, slowly, carefully, because big E also stands for big ego. They don't like to be criticized. There is another expression about them. Frequently wrong, but never in doubt. Frequently wrong, but never in doubt. They are above it all. They know it. They are, you know, very narcissistic. Thank you very much. Very narcissistic. So we need them for the organization but be very careful only that will kill the organization. As you will see very soon it has to be in combination. Let's go to the last style. What is the last style? And I direct you to my books if you want to know more. I have several books on this subject. One is called Management, Mismanagement, styles. The other one is called The ideal executive, why you cannot be one. And the last one, which took me 30 years to write, is called leading leaders. Leading the leaders. How to work with people whose style is different than yours. How to work with an E, how to work with a P, how to work with an A, etc. Let's go to the I now. Exclusive I. What is this person interested in? The P is interested in what? Never mind everything else. The A is interested in how? The E is interested in why not? And what is the I interested in? Who? Four people are in a room with a window. They see different things. One person sees through the window clouds, birds, sailboats, mountains, the whole world through the window. The other person looks at the window, sees no clouds, no birds. He sees that the frame is dirty. Third person looks at the window, does not see that the frame is dirty. He's wondering, how do they open this window? How do they clean this window? Why is this window here? There is not enough light coming through. And a fourth person is not looking in the window. He's looking at the first three people and asking them, what are you guys looking at? He's looking at the people. That is your eye. Who sees the the, the, the mountains and the clouds and the birds? The E. Who sees that the frame is dirty? The A. And the P wonders about the functionality of the window. How does the window work? As you can see, everybody has a different outlook, different focus. It's kind of a managerial Russian movie, like the Japanese movie. Different people see the same thing differently. By the way, this also explains to you why E's and A's don't get along. An E has an idea how to penetrate the New York market. He's all excited about it. He goes to talk to an A and an A criticizes him because of a certain detail is not worked out to the last digit and he made a mistake somehow in you know, the details. The E goes nuts. I'm trying to save the world and he's are telling me about you know that a certain key is missing. Jesus, so that and the A doesn't like the E says you're going to burn the company down. you're a dreamer, you're an astronaut, you're running all over the place, don't realize the repercussions of your dreams. they don't get along, and the P in the meantime is all upset. Why don't you guys stop talking and fighting? And let's get the job done, okay? We have work here to do. Stop the bloody dances, and what does the I say? Hi guys, come on. We have to communicate. We have to understand each other better. Why don't we understand each other and communicate? Would you guys calm down and listen to each other? That's an I. I worries about the people. And in a meeting, who does all the talking that is managed by an I? Everybody else. What is the I doing? Listening. Who said what? Who did not say what? Why did not say what he could have said and he didn't say? And if there is disagreement and no, no consensus, what does he say? Let's study the issue further. Let's appoint a subcommittee to study the issue. What is he looking for? To be politically correct. That's why I call this style the super follower. He's not a leader. He's a super follower. He says, where would you like me to lead you? Let us be, where would you like to go? Let me lead you there. In Mexico, they call him pest en Jabonada which means a soft fish. You cannot catch the guy. He always kind of sneaks between your hands. Whenever you're telling something, you say this and that. He says, no, you did not really understand what I meant to say. He wiggles out of your hand. He's very sensitive, politically sensitive and very adaptive. That's why the, in the American Indian analogy I gave you before is called the fish. They go with a the stream, they adapt to the stream. Who is the leader, whoever happens to be at the top when the stream changes direction? What does it all mean for management? After the break...
0: Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages, They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books, with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30-minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. You are listening to ADESIS Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak ADESIS. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to one 866 472 Five seven nine zero. Again, that's one 472 5790 Or send an email to yolanda at adezus.com. Spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program.
1: You see, we need the four roles to be performed in organizations. So that the organization will be effective, efficient, in the short and in the long. But if you do perform only one of the roles, you will get mismanagement. Because all the four are necessary, and together they are sufficient. So performing only one role is too much. It will not work. You will get mismanagement. How about performing two roles? Well, you will get a new combination of styles. Let's say p 0E, 0 0I. 0 what you get is a slave driver. I tell you what to do, I tell you how to do it, and don't you move left and right. Do exactly what I tell you how to do it. And what I want you to do, slave driver. How about P&E? Well, these are usually founders of companies. They have an idea, and they go and do it. It's called a arsonist and a firefighter put in the same person. They start a fire, extinguish it. Next fire, extinguish it. Next fire, extinguish it. They're building a company. But if they don't have an A, they're going to build a building on a sand. Eventually it's going to collapse because it has no control, no budgets, no discipline. How about uh, Eli? Well, I call him a statesman. has great ideas. And because of his eye, charismatically unites the people behind the vision. But there is no system for implementation behind it. It's not even a statesman. Sorry, it's a demagogue. Great ideas. Let's follow through. But there is no follow through. There is no P&A. How how about P&I together? Well, it's a small league coach. Come on, guys. We are a team. We can do it. Let's go and win this game. But there is no game plan. There is no vision. It's a small coach, small league coach, second league coach, etc., etc., etc. What about AI? Well, what you have is a more participative, friendlier bureaucrat, etc. How about three roles? P, A, and E, or P, E, and I. You can make your own combinations, or look at my books. You will see what the combinations look like. How about P-A-E-N-I? Four roles. What kind of a managerial style would this be? A person who is task-oriented, doer, achiever, at the same time organized, efficient, systematic, thorough, detail-oriented, at the same time charismatic, visionary, creative, risk-taker, global thinker, at the same time, sensitive, people-oriented, team builder, motivator, making yourself dispensable. What's the problem? Not too many like us left around, right? What does it mean? It does not exist. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world listening to this broadcast, it does not exist anywhere in the world. We're always hoping that it exists. Ah, Jack Walsh is that ideal executive. Because we don't know him. Get close, get to know them very close, and you're going to find that they're human. Maybe they're strong in E or on P or on A, but they're not strong in all four roles. Why? Because the roles are incompatible. We already talked about it. If you know the person close, you're going to find out their strength and their weaknesses. What about all these books of management? I have bad news. They're all wrong. You know why? Because they're a collage. My dear friend Steve Covey, the characteristics of successful people, or whatever it is, it's a collage. You take the good characteristics of one guy, the good characteristics of another guy, the good characteristics of a third guy, put it together and say, that's what you should be. Huh? Good luck. (coughs) None of us can be the collage of the good characteristics of many different people. Because we are human. We have strength and we have weaknesses. Welcome to the club. Nobody is perfect. And by the way, if somebody is perfect, don't hold your breath. It's only good for 15 minutes. Okay, for a day. (laughs) We're weak. But when it's changed, by definition, eventually, they cannot be perfect because the conditions will change and new, new demands will be on a different role, on a different vitamin, on which they are weak. They cannot be as good in everything. Oh, my God. What am I telling you? The executive, the ideal executive, the textbooks describe that people look in a spouse, the ideal spouse, the ideal child, the ideal parent, the ideal rose, don't exist. They might exist for a period of time, but over time a change occurs, they're not going to be ideal by definition. Only art can be ideal because it is timeless. It can stand the test of time. But we are not capable of standing the test of time. Unless we are capable of changing. And some people are capable of changing over time. By and large, I will say, most of us have a style, have a personality. Thus, we are not perfect. But the managerial process requires this perfection, these four roles. So what should we do? If the ideal executive that performs all the four roles and excels in all of them does not exist, does it mean that every organization in the world necessarily will be mismanaged? No, it doesn't mean that. So what does it mean then? What is good management? A complementary team. Please look at your hand. Do you realize what you have? Five different fingers that work together as a hand. If you had five fingers, all of them are the pointing finger, which is the most flexible, the best finger is the pointing finger. Why don't we have five pointing fingers? You will not have a hand. Because other fingers do things that the pointing finger cannot do. It's a complementary team Look at the mama-papa store, traditional family. The papa opens the store, new products, you know, new stores, you know, fights with the suppliers, pricing. Mama takes care of the books and tells to the client, come tomorrow, he's a little bit crazy today. In the traditional family, it's the mama that makes a house, a home, and the man is out there hunting, It's a complementary team. Show me a well-managed company. Any size, by the way. And I will show you a complementary team. Show me a company that's managed by genius. I am it. I know it all. I can do it all. Shut up. Everybody move away. And I will show you a successful company, but not sustainable. It's only a question when it's going to be into trouble. You need a complementary team. And whenever you have a complementary team, like in a marriage, by the way, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Look at who did you marry. You married your complementary team. You fell in love with your weaknesses that the other person exhibits as their strength. That's what a marriage is, because the kids in order to grow healthy need a complementary parents. And by the way, it doesn't have to be sexual. Even uh, 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 same-sex marriages, look at them. complementary styles. One is masculine, one is feminine. It has nothing to do with sexual organs. We need a complementary team for a family. We need a complementary team for running a business. And we need complementary parties to run a country. We need both liberals and conservatives. But whenever you have a complementary combination, what's going to happen necessarily? Necessarily, please hear me well. Necessarily, there is going to be conflict. Conflict is necessary, indispensable for good management. However, it can be destructive. It destroys countries, it destroys marriages, it destroys partnerships, it destroys people. What to do about it? So it is not distracted. We'll talk next week. Wish you well. All the best. Goodbye.